0: The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using B7 dev. .com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow up, your, your app downloads, and your revenues. We're leaving all that in, all the mistakes. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest. He was one of my biggest guests when I first started the podcast in 2013. We last talked in June of 2013 and i he's done back then it was 50 million downloads for across his apps and you've probably heard of a few it's mega run what was the other one rob you did it in corporation
1: monsters run too right oh we did Monsters. yeah 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 monsters inc run yeah yeah monsters
0: inc run so phenomenal success and i'm super excited to bring him back on just sort of catch up and then see how the business has changed for them throughout these past, what is it, Rob, like nine years that we all been doing this. And so I was like, Rob, you got to come back Mm -hmm. on. I want to hear. And I'm always grateful to those early guests because I was nobody back then. Not that I'm somebody now, but we are, we have grown the channel and everything else a little bit more, but super grateful to him to come back on. So Rob, okay, that's enough. Welcome to the show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) Happy to, to jump back on with you.
0: So Rob, it was you were doing phenomenally well. You had Monsters Inc. run coming out too. We talked a little bit about that mm-hmm. partnership. What has sort of changed for Getset Games? Oh, let me introduce guest. He's the co-founder of Getset Games. So go check it out, GetsetGames.com. But what's, what's sort of changed since we last
1: talked? Uh, yeah, I mean we've we've moved away from uh, mobile. Uh, not, I guess I guess I guess you could say more as our like primary platform. It's still kind of there as a potential market like always like any kind of market but uh, yeah in, in terms of developing the types of games that we want we wanted to make actually originally starting the company and then um, the the competition that exists in so many different ways on mobile it was just kind of like yeah we need to we need to stop doing mobile because it's just it's not it, it doesn't really seem like it was getting better for us in terms of like the games that we wanted to make uh, the market competition that we had and the budgets that were out there, uh, yeah, it all kind of added up. Of like, yeah, it doesn't really seem like the best place that we want to that we want to focus as our like primary platform. I think that's that's the best way to phrase it. It's not because again, it's not uh, excluded entirely. It's just right. I would say more secondary now as a secondary like platform when we're looking at new titles. I'm curious to know because you guys have been doing
0: it, from what I can see, since 2009, right? Gets at games. Do you remember when you first started it,
1: Rob? Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we started in 2009 yeah. officially. How yeah. long did it take you to be like, you know what? This is the right move. Let's
0: go. I mean, mobile is still part of the strategy, but let's go into yeah. the PC console. How long did that take
1: you? Uh, a while. I'm trying to think of like the exact kind of like transition crossover. It was, I can't even remember fully, maybe like two, like two or three years, because it was like, initially it was like, how are we going to spend the time to do the transition Mm -hmm. when a lot of our workflows and systems were, were tied to mobile and there's, there's definitely like a, uh, like a hot, not like high learning curve, like not, it wasn't, it was partly that there was a learning, a lot of new tech. You know, we were we were looking at a uh, new game engine to use like so like to help speed up our workflows. So like Unity and Unreal. Mm-hmm. We were looking at we ended up going with Unreal. Um, I mean that that I think was a was a big driver of like moving picking Unreal. It was like they they seem to have more of a a focus historically and like PC and console. And certainly you can do that in, in Unity, but When Unreal shifted to their like free licensing uh, model, it became much more competitive and um, a comparable choice to whenever that was. That was like like twenty fourteen or something, something like around there. When whenever Epic shifted to that model, Um, that was I think that that was kind of like one of the the big drivers, like finding a game engine that could do everything, so it could do. Uh, PC console, it could do mobile still if it's still there. Uh, now I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the initial like, question you know, like even asked me. How long did it take? Right? To yeah, get because I,
0: yeah, I get this yeah. question too. It's like, how long should you wait before you give up on an app idea? How long should you do X, Y? That's the primary question I get from people, and so I'm always curious. That's why I brought it up to mm. you to be like, hey, how long did this take? This whole transition to be like, you know what? Here's what we we're seeing now this is probably the right move because of what we're seeing
1: yeah i i think we could have done it much sooner it's i think it was it was always a hard discussion of like when and how we should do that transition fully like how long is it going to take what technologies do we choose Um, you know how quickly can we make, make something because we have we're so like settled on on the contacts that we had and uh, the platforms that we had. So it's like, it's it's a lot of work. I think we could have done it sooner and kind of accepted that sooner, that things were not going so well, uh, at least for our, for our mobile titles. And, and there's lots of reason for that, not just that the games maybe weren't as relevant or popular, but it was, it was harder to update them and push out updates quickly. Um, so I don't, I don't have a good, I don't have a good time frame of like how yeah, long yeah. That, would have, that would have taken, but I, all is, all of it to say that I think we kind of, we could have done it quicker. And I think analyze the situation better to be like, we need to shift our kind of mindset and focus to a different space.
0: You know, we, we recently internally for our business model, we changed the business model, you know, to be more like one-off packages, which is what we used to do to more subscription base. And it was not less, and I'm curious to see why you guys made this shift too. And I know it's not a completely shift, So we haven't like completely changed too. if you want to do one-off projects, we could, but it was more of like the opportunity, right? Like I was like, Oh, I think this is where the opportunity, did you feel in a way that like, because of the landscape of the mobile gaming that you were a little bit pushed out or were you like, Hey, there's a bigger opportunity over here.
1: I feel like it was more getting pushed out. I feel like it was more that, yeah. I mean, we probably would have we probably would have stayed on mobile if there was more of a if we had that stronger kind of affinity to the games that were out mean, um, like in that market marketplace that were earning money. I mean, those there's been various attempts to kind of or I should say first like we we generally have a stronger affinity and mindset towards like a a premium like premium titles as as you could kind of contextualize it like on mobile but I mean like premium is really just that's been the market for like PC and console or has been for like for decades Um, that's kind of the mindset that we were coming from and we always kind of had a hard time I think both internally and from what was like popular in the market and like what platform holders were looking for in the market uh, to find a good alignment there and to generate uh, revenue from it at the end. It was, it was really hard to, to kind of find something that worked there. I don't think we ever found something that really worked in an optimal way. Well, and I think this is
0: great. And this is one of the reasons why I want to talk to you about this was because, you know, you hear on that from the outside, phenomenal success, right? Like you got so many million downloads of partnership with Disney. Like you think like, why, you know, what makes you sort of transition out of, out of the mobile, not okay, less focused on the mobile space. Did you see yeah. declining numbers in, or did you see any declining numbers that made you say like, this is probably the right decision to like in terms of revenue downloads. Yeah. And I want to talk about the ad stuff too. Mm-hmm
1: yeah, that, that was a big driver for it. I mean, like, like any business, you're going to look at your revenue and where you're, where you're generating revenue or if you're not, and uh, if you're not, then you got to do something different. And uh, yeah, for us eventually we decided to look at like other platforms as a way to kind of solve that, uh, solve that revenue problem. So I, you know, we're, we're still kind of like battling with it a little bit, but we've, we made some. We made some good progress. So you know, we've made some deals, and you know, hopefully, those are going to all work out eventually. But nice. um, you know, I wouldn't say we, we haven't hit it as big as say, like we did on mobile. I mean, we got lucky, like a lot of uh, a lot of independent developers have, and that you you launch a game, it becomes popular, and you you kind of become immediately profitable uh, at that point. You know, which is great. Hey, that's a great problem to have but you know eventually that does kind of decline that interest and uh, popularity does decline so you got to figure out you know what you're going to do past that we kind of tried to stick with that like premium focus for our titles I wouldn't not exclusively but I think that's generally the mindset that we had so like I was saying earlier it's always kind of a hard bridge to kind of I think it's always been a hard bridge to kind of force in like premium, you know, yeah. like, like Apple is, is trying to do it. I think has done better with the latest iteration of like Apple arcade, but uh, you know, honestly, I, d- I don't play Apple arcade. I don't sign up for it. If there's like a game here and there, I might try it. They always incentivize you back like get a free month. You know, I might try it here and there for that. And I am super impressed with like the latest the latest iPhones, like they're always good. Like Apple's phones are always good. Like super powerful, um, very capable in terms of like a, a gaming platform device. I think it's very capable, but I don't get drawn in really.
0: When you say premium games, what are you referring to? Like when I think premium, when I look at your guys' game I'm like, wow, it's beautifully designed. There's great elements. Mm-hmm. When do you What are you ref- specifically referring to when you say
1: premium? I, I think more on like the the price point. Of it, of like you what you pay for. So if it's like you pay a fixed amount, you know, you get a game and that's it. There's no microtransactions and what have you.
0: Okay, got it.
1: And so you're saying like, hey, pay up front type thing when you say premium? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's generally what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: And as of this recording, have you guys published any new games on the PC console?
1: Uh, no. No, I don't think Not so. Yet. Okay. All right. Just let the audience Yeah. Okay. But you are working on some. <laughs> we are working on some. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, not, you know, not too much we can speak of there just the, the partnerships that we have and uh, uh, and legal uh, legal issues tied to that. But uh, yeah, we are working on stuff. So we're, you know, we're still around, you know, we haven't changed too much on our website and we haven't launched yeah. too much on like, well, yeah, we haven't done anything on mobile for quite a while. So, yeah, people might think, yeah, like, oh, these guys aren't like around anymore. We're we're still around. <laughs> we're just we're just working on things in the background. I love it. I love it.
0: Hey Rob, what are you kind of taking into that you learn from mobile, you know, decade, you know, I think it's yeah, definitely decade plus in mobile yeah, or two the PC console range where you're like, okay, here's what I know will work from a marketing perspective, or here's what I know from a monetization perspective. I know it's going to be premium now. So maybe you're not thinking so yeah. much from a monetization from the back end, like a freemium model mm-hmm. type of thing. But what have you learned from mobile
1: that you're taking into the, the console? Uh, maybe the closest thing might be around. Well, it's not the only thing, but I think one of them is like an appreciation for, uh, for microtransactions mm. and buying additional content. I mean there there is certainly like equivalent kind of things that's I think more agreeable to players on the PC console market. So it's like I mean you call it kind of like microtransactions on mobile, but in uh, an analogous term might be DLC on PC console. I mean you're you're at the end of it, you're just buying additional content really.
0: What's on, DLC on either do platform?
1: Downloadable content. Okay. You haven't heard that before. No, I mean I'm I'm naive about this stuff. So. Is it DLC? Is that what you said? DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Downloadable content.
0: I like it. Yeah.
1: No, this is why I do this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just buying additional content for, you know, for a, a game. Yeah. So it, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It microtransactions on mobile tend to be, I guess, more kind of finer. Like, you get a new piece of equipment um you get a new costume like her skin but like they do the same kind of thing on pc console so i think they're pretty much analogous yeah so i i think there's i think there's like lessons between the between the two that can cross over like you use on pc console you do still kind of have the market analysis of or maybe it's not market but like um and more analytics you know Mm. like what are people interested in about your game where do they want to spend money and that you have people that are looking at that like it it is a strong revenue generator for sure i mean you look at like the biggest titles out there so like uh call of duty and i like i don't play that game very much but like i know they have that in there lots of games have that kind of like thing like buy additional skins new weapons and like all this kind of stuff so i mean like people spend on it uh and they want to uh, spend on it to have like differentiators on like aesthetics um different mechanics and not like different not different mechanics i guess there's not really a imbalance in like gameplay for right. people but just things to to show off people like to like show off their character and equipment and so on
0: hey rob how do you decide because i know one of the games that my son he's 13 right now plays a lot is valorant and i know it's a free to play yeah and dlcs mm. see i'm learning <laughs> he, he actually <laughs> asked me over the weekend he's like dad can i buy this thing on Valorant? it's going to help me do more yeah. skins i think this is the second <laughs> time he's asked me but then it's been spaced out so i said yes but anyways how do you balance between going premium versus like all right well you know try to get away from maybe like this free-to-play model but now we're
1: getting you know we have to compete with other free-to-play models too Yeah, i'm trying to think about that like how, i'm not sure i like fully know what you're
0: getting at well like valorant's free to play right Like, so yeah. why did you decide hey let's go for a freemium model or i'm playing sorry premium model where you have to pay up front versus and then you still have to compete with the valorants of the world that are doing yeah. free to play
1: yeah well i i do think it depends a lot of like what you have as a a user base that's like that's a big part of it i mean so I mean, you can look at you can look at Valorant, and so that's that's made by Riot, and I mean they have a huge user base from like League of Legends and like other titles. You know, we like we don't really have that. Um, we can't really tap into like an existing user base. So we'd be we'd be kind of like. This gets into I think a bit more of like how you might want to launch the game as well, but. Uh, I mean, may, maybe that's like because you're asking about how do you decide between the two, right? Between yeah, like free, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to I think it's hard to answer that outright. But I think of like what I was saying, looking at what your user base is, where you think your game might like fit into to the marketplace. You, you have to balance like so much kind of stuff, like what what the experiences of your of your team and what they want to make, like the yep. type of games they want to make, and are they gonna like really invest in the idea and like buy into it? Cause especially for us, we're like a small team, we would want, we generally wanna pick a game that our team is into making to make it the best game that it could be. Cause I mean, yeah, we could make anything, we have a team and yeah, if we asked folks to make something, yeah, they could. But uh, I think people wanna have, the people on our team wanna have a bit of an investment as well in the design. And that what the game that we're making is like, yeah, they think it's cool and would play that themselves. That's, that is kind of, I think a historic approach to games as well that we've had, like we make the games that we want to play.
0: Got it. So knowing that, okay, here's the business model. We're going to do a premium title. We're going to have some DLCs on the back end to even, you know, maybe get more money out of the game. How do you decide on the type of game beyond just being like, this is what rob and his team wants to play do you guys look at the data do you look at the market mm. to be like these are what the types of premium titles that work best
1: yeah yeah absolutely i think you got to do that market analysis yeah and you can't just go out and i think exclusively make the make the game that you want that you want to make so i guess I'll, I'll backtrack on a little bit on like what i said because you you got to have some kind of sense of the game that you're making is going to be accepted in the market and that people might uh, might pay for it. You know, if, if, if the whole marketplace is is into like, say like FPS games, FPS like shooter games and you make mm-hmm. like, uh, like a trivia game, right? That, that might be a bit of like, <laughs> maybe reconsider. I, I know it, it's always like a mix, right? There are people interested in both, but let's say like 100% of the market was in FPS games and you make a trivia game that was probably a dumb move. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys
0: planning to leverage any of the mobile audience? I mean you always say it's a small audience. I think it's a big audience that you guys have been able to generate through the mobile space. Like
1: are you guys planning to use no.
0: the mobile audience at all to promote the PC yeah.
1: games? Yeah, I mean we're we're constantly looking at ways to how we can kind of bridge that audience that that we have of being yeah, I mean, we don't want to be thought of as exclusively as a mobile studio anymore. Got it. Um, but still recognizing that, yeah, there is, there's a pretty, pretty chunky user base of like people that remember the game and um, folks in the industry that remember the game. So like it, it has an impact um, that I think would be a bit foolish to just throw away completely. I, you know, I don't have quantifiable numbers there, but I think. Again, people recognize the characters and remember the games historically. So that that does have some influence that I think is useful. And if we can find some way, because I don't have an answer for this yet, um, to bridge that over, I don't know between like mobile or to like PC console. Right. I think we're we're gonna we're gonna want to try and do that. I like it,
0: and you going back to the. Of course, you have you have to do market analysis. Are you using any tools out there to come up with the right? Okay, this is the game that everybody's enthusiastic about. There's a market. Is there for this game? You know, we in the mobile space. You know, I always point to like App Annie, Sensor Tower to look at these tools to see if there's a market for the type of app that you want to create. Are you? Is there anything on the PC console? Yeah,
1: I I mean, there's there is certainly a bunch of like industry websites. Invest game, venture beat, tend to be pretty good. Um, just getting a sense of like what's out there in the market. A lot of independent de- developers will release, uh, especially like on Steam, like here's how much money my game made, and like a breakdown. Uh, Steam Spy has been generally pretty popular for games that launch on Steam. Got it. Um, that's been more restrictive and harder to get data recently, but that, that's been a historical helpful one. And I'm trying to think of what else talking to people, other companies and like people like in the industry tends to be pretty good. If you're like friendly with other developers, sure. you know, they, they generally don't, this, this is always like a, this is a strong case for like networking as well. I mean, if, if you know other developers, they're generally pretty willing to share that data, like they won't uh, post it publicly. A lot of them won't, And you know, like I get it, why well, you might not want to do that. But if you're kind of trustworthy enough with other developers, it's, yeah, they'll usually just share it with you. You know, everyone kind of wants to succeed uh, and you want to help other people succeed. So yeah, I I think those are kind of the things of just like networking, industry websites, following like the trends, seeing what's popular on each of the marketplaces, like on Steam and uh, whenever the Epic Games Store launched, Was it? if that's been like, I think at least a year, yeah. be more than that all so that you, kind, of, kind of stuff was helpful
0: you know there's no i know this is very popular in mobile where you kind of have like a unity or example but you have one platform you kind of send it out to everything is that what you guys are thinking too when you're thinking about pc and console like hey we have this engine it's going to yeah. be able to get us on all these different platforms and marketplaces
1: yeah i mean that was that was another big reason that we wanted to shift our technology a couple of years back you know being on Unreal or um, Unity or any other—I mean, I'm sure there's other game engines, but I think those those are the most. They're certainly the leaders and probably the yeah. most relevant ones for most people. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot more PC and consoles uh, storefronts these days. I think more. Maybe it's comparable like to mobile, or maybe like maybe even more so than mobile. I'm not sure, yeah. but you know, there's like Steam, Epic Store. Um, there's GOG, there's uh, there's other ones. I'm not good at like remembering.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Me neither. Play, PlayStation Store, you know, Microsoft Store, and Nintendo yep. Store, and you you can do all those pretty easily, you know, with either Unity or Unreal. So, yeah, it's the maintenance cost I think is pretty low compared to if you're just rolling your own engine, and you can hit like all those platforms. That's awesome.
0: Hey, you know, when I talk to an app developer and because I'm so brand new to this PC console spaces, when I talk to an app developer, I'm like, is this your first app lo- you're launching? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, there's a lot of crap that you don't know yet, right? Like yeah. you got to get it reviewed, all this stuff. What mm-hmm. have you kind of figured out from releasing on the PC console? I know you haven't released the title yet, but like, are there anything nuances that we should be aware of when we think about making that transition?
1: Yeah, I, I think for... I mean, we haven't even gone to the stage yet, but this is going to be a, a big new thing. Uh, for a lot of the consoles, there is um, there's like what do they call it, like a QC period. I'm forgetting the exact like industry lingo for it. For um, the platform holder, has to sign off, and like you have to go through this like checklist of like when you're playing the game, and say like a controller gets disconnected, you know, does it pause the game? Um, you know, like game doesn't crash or the crash rate is like, you know, below 1% and stuff like this. Uh, and you have to pass all of that before you can be available on the storefront. Okay. So that's going to be, it's going to be a good chunk of time. When we get to that stage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it pretty, dis- is it pretty easy to sign up as a developer? Like, are you guys doing it as an indie
1: developer? Well, I mean, we're for us, we're working with a publisher, so that's gonna help a lot. Okay. Um, that is certainly an area where like, where an established publisher can help you quite a bit if they've gone through that period, of, if they've launched their own games, or if they know how the process works. Yeah, it can help a lot for that. Cause then you can, they can handhold you through it. Uh, I think is, is pretty helpful. I'm sure it certainly helped that
0: you were pretty well established in the mobile space to work with this publisher, but like, are you, can you share some insights on to the listener and how they might be able to work with the publisher too, if that's the route they wanted to take?
1: Yeah, I think for, for any publisher um, can probably give like general notes, at least from like PC console. Uh, Networking is like a really good thing. I think more than, more than anything, if you can have a playable demo, that's like the best kind of presentation piece you can have Mm. uh, especially if you're starting out it's harder to get a a foothold on say like concept artwork or designs because i mean like we've tried we've tried to do that like we have a great background more so on mobile and people will, will talk to us which is great but to generate any kind of interest um it's been have a demo yeah yeah yeah, that's, that's probably it. like the, the best t- piece of advice. I think you, you could probably it on mobile too. Right. Especially if you're starting out. Like have, have a demo. Because it's just otherwise it's hard for people to get it in a short mm-hmm. time frame. And when you're starting out and have like nothing, like trim trim down like your your like sales pitch and like elevator pitch. Yeah. Cause like that's all you're like all you're gonna have. Get like a, a snappy, like well, like one or two minute video. Here's the app or here's the game. You can show it off um and then have like uh demos you can send out Th- those would be like i think the two best things people can try it it's in their hands it's real it's not like when is this going to be ready like it's there's something they can try right away yeah
0: yeah i know talking to like the voodoo and the ketchup of the world they're they're on the mobile space like look it's like a skeleton demo is enough for us right we just want to see the gameplay what it's like they don't even need no. like visually appealing stuff we just want to see
1: what the game yeah. is all about you don't like, especially like on mobile, yeah. maybe like less so, but like, oh man, like you can get away with. Uh, what, what was the game uh, we were talking about? When we we're doing our catch up call a couple weeks yeah. ago. I'm trying so hard to like remember this. Oh, Baldi's Basics. Remember right. We were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. That game has like the worst art. It's like from the early 90s. If it's like a programmer was doing that <laughs> art, and I'm not, not to slam that game too badly because I'm just, uh, I'm so impressed with it. On the right. flip side, like I don't, I don't think you need a really strong graphics. I think there's a lot of cases on mobile for this, more so than PC. Right. Like, like a fun game is is a fun game, and uh, I think, I think that game Baldi's Basics just has such a strong uh, modding ability to it. Such a strong like streaming. Ability to it, and I know that's that's a huge thing. Certainly, it, it has been. I think it, probably since like uh, I'm probably dating myself like with a comment like this. I was going to say like when mobile became bigger, but I have no idea. This just I, I don't know why that's coming to mind for me, but I kind of just feel like that's like the case. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I remember. I was like, I had to reach yeah. out to this guy because we were talking about this yeah. and just like so simple. And I think it was a math teacher that made it too. It oh, could I mean? be.
1: It could be yeah I, i'm i'm forgetting the uh i was i was gonna say i think it was micah groberman was yeah the guy's name who made it i think so i'm apologizing if if this ever ends up like in am listening to it and i'm like apologizing uh, but i think i think that was it
0: yeah it's it's funny. I, I forgot. I remember doing some research after we last talked. and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this thing. Then da, da, da. and I, I went down this rap, rabbit hole. Yeah, Michael, yeah. Micah, McGoogle,
1: Goonigol, something like that. Oh okay. yeah, Micah McGonigal. Okay, that's McGonigal. Yeah. Okay, you're way better at that than I am. Oh, I was. I just looked it up. It's like I don't want. I want to like make sure it's make sure it's accurate. Right. It's it's pretty crazy. But- but I, you know, I can't really see like a game like that you would never see on PC console, like on, uh, not like maybe on some of the, certainly on some of the independent stores, but you're never going to see like Microsoft or Sony, like actively promote a game like that. It would be like very rare. You would see something like that. I think it would have to have something a bit deeper in terms of the gameplay. Rob I think this was awesome like I love the the insight
0: you're able to provide for us is there anything that I miss that you want to make sure we cover
1: uh I mean we could cover the like we were saying earlier some of the ad the ad space yeah uh and and I guess just to say of like I don't I don't fully know like where that kind of fits in and like the the model for like for mobile games I think it, it does still take away from the gaming experience and I, what and I, I don't know I don't know what the answer for that is I felt like a lot of it has lied with the the platform holder so like Apple or Google kind of finding a model that's a bit more suitable um, for premium games and again I think Apple Arcade is kind of in there but if you look at the amount of revenue, if you're outside of Apple Arcade and you're launching a game as like a freemium or premium title, it almost kind of seems like you, you have to launch as freemium still, yeah. which means you're going to generate your revenue on like ads or um, like in-game purchases. Right. But then because it's the only, it's still, I think, the only way you can kind of get noticed. Like if you don't have a strong marketing but Jake, you're kind of you're kind of forced into that model. I feel like you're forced into that revenue model, which is really unfortunate, right? But you don't you you think
0: ads take away from the whole experience? So you're like minimal ads. How do we make money on more of the in-app purchases? Is that what you're sort of?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it does take away from the experience. Um, that, and again, that's something you don't really see in like PC console. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why can't they just do that on mobile? So, <laughs> I think it, And I, I think I think the answer there is, again, lies more with like the, the platform holders.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I hope the, you know, I think with the, the PC console, like we're used to seeing, you know, when, when I was a kid, it was like $50 per game, $50, $60 per game. And now you can't, you know, there's no way you're going to see something like that on mobile. And so hopefully what my fear would be was like people with the mobile mindset coming to PC and like, I grew up paying nothing, right? Like I grew up paying nothing (laughs) for these games. Whereas I think you and I kind of grew up paying a lot for these games and not even being able to demo it. We just had to go off. Like I forgot what those magazines were, but like back in the day, we just looked at those magazines, saw the review and then be like, dad can I have $50 to buy this game.
1: Yeah. Like, PC Gamer and Nintendo Power. Yeah, yeah I Nintendo Power for quite a while. <laughs> Game, a Game Informer.
0: You think that'll ever happen? No. Like, hey, you know, uh, console games are going to be free-to-play, premium titles, kind of like what we saw on mobile, like, when it first launched. You are able to do premium titles. They work really well. And then, you know, obviously, the in-app purchase feature was developed, and so now I've yeah. moved to a premium model. You see that happening in the PC console space? I mean,
1: I... I think it could happen there. I mean, you you see games that are doing well in, in like a freemium space on PC console, like uh, Warframe seems to be doing really well on PC console. Um, I'm terrible at like thinking other examples, but I'm I'm sure there are some of like uh, free to play, like on PC that are doing well. Right. I, I think, it, I think it can happen more. I, I don't think the, I think there needs to be like a, a good, um, this is always, I think, a particularly hard challenge is balancing like the design and gameplay against not um, trying to like sell too much and kind of seeming like a cheap experience to the player. Um, of what you might see like on mobile that a lot of games do is like you you play like a short level. It's like a very quick level and then you like watch say like an ad or like one to three ads or something like that and then you can play again Uh, you know i i don't think that's a that's not it's a gaming experience for sure but I, i think it's it's doesn't align with say like a more i'm trying to figure the best way to like quantify this but um more of like a known kind of premium experience like think think of a game that you pay like play it on PC and console, and having like having that same experience like on mobile, yeah, and like paying like the same amounts. So like I, I don't fully know what the equation is there. Like I think of uh, so like Shadow of the Colossus, right? If you know like if you know that game, like that. All right, no, we'll, we'll look game. it up later. People will know it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
1: but like that was that was one of the few games where. I had like close to uh, like a strong emotional experience. Was like doesn't happen a lot for me, especially like near the end of the near the end of the game. I won't like spoil it, but there's a uh, there's some like emotional events near like the end of the game, and I've like had nowhere near that experience on mobile like ever. Right. That that like. the mobile platform doesn't kind of speak to me as like I can have that experience it it doesn't present itself in that way uh to me and I think for a lot of people as well so I mean that's that's somewhat like of a knock I understand like the market you know our games never really had that we were never going for that kind of like strong and like emotional experience not that we ever wanted to for our titles but I I think it should be like allowed and I think there should be. an expectation that it that it can happen there yeah and i've heard heard that too
0: that reaction after you finish game because just just because it's the amount of time you invested in a game especially on the pc console that it's like yeah i've heard other people talk about that as well
1: yeah so i i mean it would be nice to have that on on mobile and i i think that like the ad ads get in the way of that i'm not saying like it that it couldn't happen. I don't know how, like, I don't think PC and console have ever done that. Like here's a game to have a great experience uh, and then also watch some watch some ads. I think, I don't know how those, those things kind of just like don't seem to kind of work. I don't think they've ever <laughs> worked for a yeah. game ever. It's kind of like you pick one, right? Yeah.
0: Well, we can end on this. From a marketing mm-hmm. perspective, I have to think for this type of for the platforms like the PC console, that streamers have to be like one of the bigger marketing channels, right? Like working with influencers to get your game awareness, along with whatever the publisher is going to do. But I, what do you think? What are your thoughts on the on the marketing
1: side of the game? Sorry, I got I got distracted there for a bit with a uh, a text message. Yeah, so you're were, you were asking about for marketing. Yeah, in for the I, PC I console. The- yeah. Oh, like like how it is like comparable. We can edit or? this out. Just a let's put
0: an edit point here. But okay. the, I was saying like I have to think that streamers have to be a big piece of the marketing channel for these PC console type of games. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I think so. I, I think that is a big part of it, and I think that's grown quite a bit in the past mm-hmm. several years, um, where a lot of say so like publishers or um, government applications that we do and ask asked to get money for expect that kind of thing. Like a lot of people are including that in their marketing budget. So I, I think that, I think that does need to be there, um, to be like considered for marketing effort. If even if it doesn't even end up being part of your, of your launch strategy.
0: Like Rob, anything else I miss
1: Do you want to make sure we hit. No, I, I figured, I, I think we covered like a lot of different, uh, topics. We're pretty good,
0: yeah. I'm glad we got to catch up. I'm glad we stayed in touch all these years as well. I'm still doing it, you're still doing it, so congrats on the success. The actually, let's do this. This has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. What is give us an app, and it could be PC or console or mobile that we should definitely <laughs> check out?
1: Uh, let me think. What's been something I've been like playing a lot recently. I was gonna say like, <laughs> I was gonna say like Safari because I'll usually just go to like, uh, like ha- Hacker News for like all my like tech news. That's probably the thing I like use the most. But that's a that's a lame suggestion. <laughs> use Safari. <laughs> it's already
0: baked in. Rob. We don't even have to download it. <laughs> I know. Uh,
1: God, I, I don't know. I'm trying to even think of like what I've been using recently, or I've been like. Impressed with? I don't know. Honestly, I'm having a hard time, like thinking up thinking up like what it would be. Uh, you know what? I like. Okay, well, I mean, this is a game that I liked that I played recently, which was um, Frostpunk. Say that one time. Crosspunk. Frostpunk. Frostpunk. Yeah. It's from Eleven uh, Bit Studios. So They do a lot of um, narrative-driven uh, PC console games. So the the idea for Frostpunk is this dystopian future where the, like the, the Earth has frozen over, and uh, wow. people are like collecting in these like hubs uh, around like cities or 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 sorry like they're they're kind of like become nomadic to find places in the like the world that are like warmer and they can build a kind of like settlement. That's and survive cool. these like freezing storms. So it's it's very um, dystopian like, and that uh, you you kind of have this sense of like you 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 don't really like win anything in the end because it's not like the world gets like warmer. The the win is kind of just uh, like you, that you survived, you survived the experience.
0: Yeah, I like it. Okay, I want to link that up. Yeah, frostpunk. Yeah, I liked it. Rob, what's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Give me business or personal?
1: Uh, set a time limit, I think, on, on making decisions. Don't let something, don't let a big decision draw out for several years because it's just going to come back again. It, it, it will come back again eventually. I so love set, set a time frame from your like, your decision making process. Uh, set the parameters and uh, yeah, you're going to make lots of decisions that you just don't want. Um, there's no escaping that. That's great advice. I love it. Lesson learned.
0: The website is get set games. Rob, if the audience wants to follow up with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else?
1: Uh If you want to access me directly, yeah, I mean you can you can email me directly. It's just rob at getsecgames.com. Awesome.
0: Well Rob's name is linked up to his LinkedIn as well. So if you want to reach out to him there, you can do that as well. Any yep. hints that you can give on the first title? Or nothing yet. How to how to launch a first title? Or just
1: what that first title is gonna be. Or what the first title is gonna be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of in terms of what it could be, I, I think any idea can be a, a good idea. I'm still a, a strong believer in the. No, what's
0: the, your what's the first title that you're releasing on the PC console?
1: Oh, what well, we're releasing. Um,
0: Are you able to share that or no? or No, so.
1: not not too much. But I think if you look at, um, I'll give like the hint is like if you look at our back catalog of games, that's probably a. That's like a, a good. Hint, think, think in the like action arcade genre, which yeah. is generally where we tend to operate. That's kind of the, the hint I will give. But now like now, using a more modern game engine on, in Unreal, and we have a lot of folks experienced in that as well, and we've been learning in, in that for the past couple of years, it's gonna look really good.
0: We'll have to have it's you back on.
1: And
0: yeah. pick your brain after the launch. <laughs>
1: Rob, thank
0: you so much for coming on and doing this, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Always great to chat with
0: you, Steve. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you on the next chat. Want to increase your downloads and revenue? Check out our new ASO Master Service, where we help you with ASO, optimizing your revenue, and we'll even manage your Apple search ads and Google ads. Learn more at asomasters.com.